Isn't it nice when, you know, your football team aren't doing very well and your own partner, your own fiancé puts the boot in? Just had this message earlier on from my other half, Katie. Completely out of nothing. Just saying, not one member of the England squad is Everton, except one you have on loan from Wolves. Says it all, really. She then follows that with hashtag football bants. Of course she's omitting Jordan Pickford from that, but it still hurts because of the England announcement. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, been a big afternoon uh, with uh, the England announcement today and the Wales announcement yesterday. At least you do have that upper hand that she did miss out Jordan Pickford. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's, it's a big 24 hours, isn't it? Every single squad that's going off to the World Cup making their announcements. Obviously Wales last night, England this afternoon, plenty of football chat. I do think it's unfair that the sporting world gets their their big go in the limelight to make announcements. But we run of the mill people, we might have big announcements to make. We never get the chance. Everyone's expecting a two o'clock announcement from Gareth. He does it. What about us? I mean, I'd love to do that. Release a statement that's that, that's my big announcement. For example, uh, today is my last show for a bit because I'm having me little operation on me nose tomorrow because of me issue. And I'll be back at some point next week. And that would be my announcement. I, I'll be uh, out of office from the end of this show onwards. And I am looking forward to seeing that beautiful face in front of me again at some point next week. Why, thank you very much. With a slightly different nose. <laughs> That's my announcement. Along with the fact, you remember yesterday I mentioned on the show that I try and mow the lawn every 10 days? I did squeeze it in this morning. So uh, I think it's been mown for the last time in 2022. Two firecracker announcements right there from the Home Time Show. <laughs> Big question is, what's your announcement? Tom Lynch has tweeted to say he's playing golf tomorrow, but has had a poorly knee and hasn't played for three months, so isn't sure how it's going to go. Hi to Mark, who says, guys, I'd like to announce that I'm having tuna pasta bake for tea this evening. The dish, Ooh. a late replacement for sausage and mash, has broken through the ranks recently and is now a first team squad dinner. Uh, tuna pasta baker's a fantastic dinner. If he wants to make the squad sound even posher, tuna napolitana. Uh, it's a slightly more uh, um, posher name, I would say. Sausage and mash for Brad for dinner tonight. He announces the mash will be smooth. What about tuna and pasta bake in a toasty for next week? Oh! That'd be all right, wouldn't it? There's an announcement. Oh, yes. Uh, Chris says, I've bought a blue tick, but I'm still me. Very topical. <laughs> On Twitter. <laughs> and Dave says, I've just eaten a pack of McCoy's salt and vinegar, and I can report they were very, very nice. It's a great platform. Don't waste it. Nicola Hume says, I'd like to announce that the gingerbread flapjacks from Tesco are proper fit. That's the statement oh. she's going with. <laughs> we love a flapjack. Uh, we Tesco do. ones would be quite posh to the ones that we normally do, Bush. Uh, Matthew Booth says, I've agreed to meet the lads for a curry on the 23rd. He doesn't uh, clarify which month this is, but that's his announcement. <laughs> a curry two days before Christmas would be bold. Uh, <laughs> you Singh has said, I've come up with my next running challenge. I'm going to attempt to run 4,602 miles in 2023. Can I do some basic maths? Uh, 4,602 divided by 26 is, he's going to do 17 marathons in one year. Wow. I mean, I, I get tired just going to the shops and back and uh, the back of my legs hurt. So if he's doing that, <laughs> fair play to him. And one more here from Tracy, uh, who says, after six weeks of hell and tests and believing the worst, my father's scan results have come back today. His cancer has not spread. Fantastic news for you and your family, Tracy. We're delighted. Best announcement so far. Uh, some beauties coming in. Dave says, I'd like to announce that I went to hospital for a camera up my bottom on Monday. Thankfully, didn't find anything to worry about. 
about. But the Entenox gas I was given was superb, though. He's he's well into that gas. And then Sky Sports News' very own Jamie Weir has tweeted to say, uh, guys, I'd like to announce that tomorrow will be my 200th game of Wordle. And at 100, I gave myself the aim of keeping my threes ahead of my fours. And, well, it's tense. Wow, I haven't heard Wordle as, as a thing for a long time. I, I, I opted out of that so long ago. You loved it, didn't you, Bush? Oh, yeah, yeah, Jamie, mate. I love people posting their inexplicable, <laughs> bizarre Wordle <laughs> diagrams on Twitter. Thanks for that, mate. And also, didn't it wrap up ages ago, Jamie? What, are you on MySpace now? What, what will it be next, Bebo? And this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We welcome a very special guest to the show. Well, it is amazing to welcome to the show the brilliant Tom Allen. Uh, Tom, good to have you on board. It's, it's so great that you're on because I was only watching your DNA journey with Joel Domit the other day. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, family yes. history, uh, and it turns out, just to paraphrase your family history, you traced it back, uh, your family started off kind of in service in a massive stately home in Ireland. And That's right. your cousin is Gloria Hunniford. And my, the big reveal was that my cousin is Gloria Hunniford. <laughs> and I think, you know, a lot of people go on these shows and they end up being related to royalty. And in a way, so am I. Well, I was, I was really intrigued by you saying you've always wanted to be a butler. You were obsessed with being yeah, a butler. Yeah, obsessed with it. And I found that a lot of people go like, oh, yes, I've researched my history. And it turns out these sort of pangs I have to do a certain role do relate to what I did before. So, yeah, as a teenager, I was obsessed with the idea of being in service, which I think is <laughs> unusual <laughs> for any teenager wanting to be a butler. I used to collect etiquette manuals and I used to buy fish forks and fish knives. <laughs> as a teenager and have dinner parties for people and one, on one occasion invited my teachers round for wow. dinner. I wasn't Amazing. I wasn't a normal teenager. Mm. Well, we could test you with your own book, uh, Too Much, which is out today. Here, yes. we, are here we are on book release day. Going to have to go with a little bit of honesty here. Oh. You being here today has got in the way of me finishing the book that I can't wait to finish. Oh. And the extra bit of honesty is... Often, we'll have a guest, we'll have a quick peruse of what's going on, and oh. then we'll wing an interview. Oh. But I've actually started reading yours. Oh, my. And I do want to finish it. Oh, thank you. That's, that's genuine honesty. This is... Um... Can he use that review? Yeah. <laughs> I started reading it, and I think I might want to finish it. <laughs> but my goodness. Thank you. It's an honest one, though. It is. Um, yeah, I like it. it. It struck chords with me. This is, um, you know, you... <laughs> Becoming an adult slash an ode to your dad who you lost last year. Sure. I'm howling with laughter at, at stories of you and your family going through uh, in such a painful time afterwards. But laughter can be such a release well, in tough times, can't it? Well, that's what I realised. As a comic, you know, you sort of tread that line between, you know, things that affect people. You want to talk about things that matter to people yeah. um, emotionally. And so that hopefully makes them laugh anyway because they go, oh, yes, I felt that insecurity or I felt that that quirky way once. Um, and with sadness or grief, rather, you, you sort of do the same. And they are kind of, you know, very very close together, I think, laughing and being sad. But <laughs> maybe that's just me. But, the, um, but I do think, yeah, there were lots of times after we lost Dad that we did find ourselves laughing. Like, we went into, we went to The Undertaker's and it, they just done up the undertakes. My mum was like, "Oh, it's just like a show home." And I thought, "What show home would this be? Where they're playing Four A's Requiem in the background?" And then, you know, we ended up going to like a, a cousin of my dad's funeral a few weeks after my dad's funeral, and I sort of found that it was brought out the judgy little 
person that I am. Yeah. And I started comparing it. <laughs> and like, their undertaker, you know, had a very bold stripe in his trousers, a very brightly coloured waistcoat, <laughs> which combined with a walking cane and a top hat made him look like Willy Wonka. Uh, Tom, you deal with grief and death in this book. It's very funny. Uh, to the point you thought you'd want to become an undertaker. Well, I thought that in, in various moments. You know, I like the idea of, you know, walking very solemnly. But the trouble is, I confuse it too much with the musical Oliver. And... <laughs> Um, like roll, and, roll your top hat down your arms, that kind of thing. Yes, that sort of thing. And and so I think I'd probably be a terrible undertaker because I'd be yeah. like showing off. I mean, but then you know this funeral we went to, and the celebrant came out and made the sign of the cross in front of the coffin. And then somebody behind went, oh, you know, he's not even religious, not ordained or anything. He's just making that up. And I said, what do you mean making up? He said, well, he'll, for 200 quid, he'll do anything. <laughs> oh, my word, <laughs> showboating. <laughs> just a bit of, you know, seen it somewhere, do a bit of that. And, you know, and we went into the crematorium and the first thing I saw was a sign that said what to do in the event of a fire. And I thought, well, isn't that why we're all here? <laughs> <laughs> well, your, your dad, Paul, sounded like an amazing man. What was he like? He was an amazing man and he um, was very different to me. I have this posh, cursed with this posh voice. So everyone assumes I'm from some sort of aristocracy, of course. But um, no, my dad was a coach driver and my mum worked in the House of Fraser, uh, uh, Army and Navy. Nothing to do with the military. <laughs> and um, and uh, she, so very ordinary. My dad grew up in Penge. Well, actually, he would say, I wasn't Penge, I was Annerley, which he thought sounded better, but actually I think sounded worse. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so it's from a very sort of normal London working class background but with this voice and so my dad was always like oh yeah I know I don't know where we got him from <laughs> and so I would and you know I would try and as I got older would try and like treat them I took them to a hotel in in Cornwall once and they hated it so much because it was so trendy and yeah. my dad couldn't understand why there, there wasn't a reception desk there was just someone who just sort of drifted out and was like hi how are you feeling and I was like what and I've got this amazing room with amazing view of the beach and the sea and it was so lovely and I walked into their room and they had the blinds closed and I, and I went are you alright I was like oh yeah we're going to go to bed in a minute it's a bit hot in here a bit hot and I said why didn't you open the windows oh the sea is too loud <laughs> it's like a motorway it's the little things you miss though isn't it like for me my, my dad will always check the, the water level and the tyres if we ever drive oh, down to see him in yes. Devon so it's stuff like that isn't it yeah they love that don't they dads yeah <laughs> they love that my dad would come around and do the put the bins out for me on a Tuesday night I'm like oh dad why are you doing that I'm a grown up I can do that and then you realise like actually I that was really helpful. Yeah, I have to do it myself. And your things like recycling day. I mean, cardboard recycling day. What? It, it's such a stressful time because if you order an egg cup these days online, it arrives in like a wardrobe of cardboard. And they, as my dad would say, they won't take it like that. You've got to break it down. You've got to break it down. I'm like a rapper in the nineties. Break it down now. Yeah. Talk about the front cover of the book because um, oh yeah, I had a you question can't about judge it. a book by that. You know that. No, but I've got a question about it. Mm. I'm not going to judge it by it. Mm. Um, Obviously, you lost your dad at a time when um, you'd got your, your first sort of like proper home. You, you, you say in the book that you feel like, you know, you're becoming sort of like, you know, almost sort of adult, you know, all yes. that kind of thing. Yes. Um, and you, you, you look at, I'm assuming that this picture of you in a deck chair, but on this immaculate lawn, I've assumed here that this, mm. this is your, your, your new home because you say about how you've started to enjoy gardening. Well, I do love gardening and looking after a lawn is very difficult. This is the thing, Tom. This is a gardening thing, For Tom. me, my... This turned into a gardening channel. Okay. My <laughs> lawn is like my fourth child. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, good for you. I absolutely love my lawn. I've given it an awesome treatment. I hope you've done yours. You must do that. You yeah, have of to. course. Yes, and it's... Scarify. You know, yeah, you've got to scarify. I'm just going to pop out and get a glass of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. do you think? But 
on the front cover of the book, Tom mm. Allen, Too Much, out today, um, just above Joe Brand's uh, review of the book yes. is uh, some cricket stumps. Yes. Now, sport is the evil of a good lawn. Are you into cricket? What's going on with those um, stumps? I inherited a lot of equipment from the previous owners <laughs> of the house. <laughs> right. Um, and there was more stuff in the garden when I moved in. There were things like um, a trampoline and a slide and a swing set, which basically wow. made my house look like... A beef eater. <laughs> but the aristocrat in you then, I'm assuming, has decided to keep the stumps. Um, well, I just couldn't be bothered. And also, um, there's a sunken trampoline I've got as well. Which sunken I, I, trampoline? I've, oh, yeah, the previous owners. Have, have you not got one? I don't even know what it is. Well, it's a trampoline that's dug in a hole. Wow. So you don't have it above the ground. It's, Sounds like a trap. It, like, but it is a trap. The number of The number of burglars that I've bounced boinged into the neighbour's garden. <laughs> but, like, we, we had uh, another friend of the show, the brilliant Joe Lyser. Uh, he... he is a big gardener. Have you seen? Have you seen Joe's uh, garden? Actually, He's got the better patch. I actually encouraged him to start gardening, and uh-huh. he, when he got his garden, he doesn't mention this. But he, I said, <laughs> "Why don't you? Why don't you grow some sweet peas? Things like that. Start off small." He's had a wonderful time of it. Yeah. And now I've got my gardener. And it's like, oh, Joe Lice, it's a gardener. I'm like, yes, I know he's a gardener. <laughs> you are the go-to host of the spin-off show, you know, with, well. with The Apprentice, The Bake Off, The Extra Slice. Yes, um, would, you, would you excel also in a splinter I'm a celebrity show? And um, how will Sean get on as he goes in with Matt Hancock? Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know all these questions. <laughs> I mean, they did have an after show, but they you stopped making the it. I've never one. been on it. Um, but it would be quite nice to be flown out to Australia to yeah. do a, to do an yeah. after show, wouldn't it? Um, I don't know how they're going to... I mean, everybody's talking about Matt Hancock going in, aren't they? I think yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. What, I mean... Could you eat a pig's anus, Tom? Look... <laughs> <laughs> we've all we've all travelled and um, look that weekend in Berlin was a very was a, was a real time for me we'll leave I, that one there I don't, yeah so I don't but I am intrigued to see it mm. um, play out I, I don't know if it's I don't know how it'll go I mean I don't know what he's gonna what Matt Hancock is yeah. expecting the reaction to be but I don't think it's what he's expecting <laughs> I don't by the fact that he's doing it well listen Tom it's brilliant to have you on the show it's uh, lovely to be here go buy the new book too much out today Tom Allen thank you so much real thrilled to be here thank you so much thank you very much this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway the intelligent chat from Bush and myself it's oh, really? time on really? Absolute Radio oh yeah honestly oh, that's yeah. what they say it's what the Radio Times lists us as uh, and they will also tell you on a Thursday night we open up the Hometime Film Club Right, we've got a belter of a film club for you guys this evening. So, obviously, we normally go down a particular route, uh, you know, get you to suggest films around a theme. Uh, the theme comes from our house uh, this weekend because we have our in-laws. I have my in-laws staying for the next three or four nights. They're coming down from Northumberland. So I thought this is a great opportunity for the film club to come up with uh, movies that feature parents. So if you can think of a movie that's got parents as quite a strong focus of it, for whatever reason, get in touch. Uh, you can tweet us at Absolute Radio or go to our Facebook page and let's pick a great parent film. The most recent film that I've watched was heavily, heavily parental. Um, The whole Oscar ceremony surrounding it turned out to be somewhat controversial. However, 
uh, Will Smith in King Richard. It's an amazing film, playing um, uh, Richard Williams, uh, dad of the uh, the Williams sisters, uh, Serena and Velas. It's an awesome movie. Have you seen it yet? I tell you what, Richie, I haven't seen it, but take our film club name out of your damn mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to chuck my hat in the ring here. I'm going to say, I know I keep suggesting this film. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to keep suggesting it until we pick it each week. The Shining. Because obviously <laughs> those parents have a great time deciding to look after an old hotel during the winter. <laughs> uh, what parental film are you suggesting for Bush, specifically for him this evening? Some great suggestions coming in. Keithy picks A Light and Airy One, Fatal Attraction. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Neil says, uh, this is a classic, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Henry Jones, Jr. and Senior. And <laughs> Daff Anderson says, it's got to be Terminator 2. A sweet story of a mum just trying to stop her son being wiped out by a naughty T-1000. <laughs> Keep them coming. I've got a couple for you here that you'll kind of have to mark, Bush, because you know what your in-laws are like and whether you'd want to watch these films with them. Stephen Fraser is going with Father of the Bride. I mean, Katie is your fiancé, after all. It's quite hardcore, though, that film, isn't it? Is that about the IRA? Oh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> what, is, what is the IRA one? That's, it sounds a bit like that. I'll, I'll have to come back to you on that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Mike is uh, going with American Pie. Are right, again, happy to still. Watch that with no, place? 100% not. Thank you very much. Uh, my own mum, this is like a double parenting angle here. My own mum, uh, Geraldine, Geraldine Bush, has uh, tweeted to say, Meet the Fockers. And that's another great parental movie, so that's a good shout. I agree with you, Mum. It is a great movie, but uh, on IMDb, that's only got 6.3 out of 10. Oh, really? I thought that was like a really popular film. I agree. It's, it's, it's way funnier than that. Oh, God, sorry, the pennies just dropped as well. Uh, you know, Father of the Bride, I thought that was the movie about the IRA. Got that wrong. It's actually In the Name of the Father with Daniel Day-Lewis. It's about the Guildford Four. How do we get away with doing a weekly movie oh feature God. where, where our, our knowledge is that sketchy? It wouldn't be a hometime show without a first clarification at some point. You sing Bolt earlier on, whose announcement was that he's doing a new running challenge in terms of the amount of miles per year, that Richie then very quickly, on the back of a fag packet worked out uh miles per month or day he's got to do uh you sing's been back on he says richie's math was a little bit off just there 4602 divided by 26 is 177 i need to run 12.6 miles a day to hit the target thanks richie surely there's some kind of statute of limitations on uh, corrections on this show that's not fair he's obviously fuming about it but i feel like the announcement has come back at the tail end of the show to bite you <laughs> Uh, hey, look, the more important task at hand is for the Hometime Film Club to decide on a film for you to watch with the in-laws this weekend, parenting movies, by sheer volume. Uh, the listeners dictating that it has to be one of the Meet the Fockers, Meet the Parents movies, and they are both fantastic. Well, do you know what? I've never, ever seen them, bizarrely enough. I've never seen any of those You're films. You're kidding! So. I know it's a proper like hole in my movie collection database in my brain. So I'm more than up for watching one of those. Great shout. Okay, go meet the parents first and then let us know if you progress onto the Fockers. The Daily Takeaway. What's your Richie's Daily Takeaway?